So welcome everybody uh, to the assistant coach podcast. Uh, today our guest is uh, Lincoln Sanborn. Uh, Lincoln is a former alum of St. Joe's and now he's the assistant coach uh, uh, for the baseball team. So Lincoln, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess uh, we'll first get started. Um, I was told by uh, Corey in the SD office that you originally didn't choose St. Joe's to play baseball. You played baseball elsewhere and then kind of came to St. Joe's. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit and how that kind of happened. Yeah, I was um, I was lucky enough to division offers out of high school, and uh, I ended up going to St. John's University in New York. Um, so I had a scholarship there. Um, ended up playing one year there, and you know I really um, decided it wasn't the right fit for me. And um, you know the St. Joe's you know would be better. And you know obviously I was familiar with St. Joe's kind of growing up around the program. Um, but decided to transfer, made that move. And, you know, I think it, it was really the right decision for me. I'm, I'm glad I did. I did that. Yeah. Very, very cool. So you said, so one year at St. John's and then three, I'm assuming three years at St. Joe's and you pitched, you were a pitcher, correct? Yep. I pitched in high school and played infield, went there as an infielder, um, transferred to St. Joe's my first year I pitched and played some third base. And then that summer, I actually ended up getting injured, um, had surgery on my elbow. So I didn't play what was my junior year mm-hmm. um, and then was healthy again for my senior year and then had a fifth year. Um, yep. So I was a, a graduate student my uh, fifth year um, and played that last one. So that was good. Yeah, very cool. Now, I'm assuming your dad was the coach at St. Joe's, Coach Sanborn. Yep. Um, how how is that relationship? Was it a different relationship of being dad versus coach, or vice versa, or things like that? Um, the, the good thing was he really coached a lot of my teams ever since I was little. So, you know, he coached my little league baseball teams. He coached my rec basketball teams when I was growing up. Um, he coached my Babe Ruth teams. He coached me in Legion. Yeah. Uh, so, it was kind of pretty natural to expect. Um, as far as, you know, how to handle the, you know, father-son relationship playing for him. So, you know, just, you know, you got to be there early. You got to be one of the harder working kids. You know, you got to have a positive attitude. I kind of learned that pretty quick and literally really, you know, I had a lot of those conversations probably (laughs) pretty early. So I didn't have to have them in college. Yeah, right. Um, So, you know, I was lucky with that. So I, I really had a pretty smooth transition to that in college. You know, I got along great with the guys. Um, you know, I never really had too many of those issues. So, you know, every once in a while, you got to have one of those conversations with slide, but overall it went really smooth for me. I loved it. Um, you know, it was just re- really pretty natural. So. Yeah. And then following that, like after you finished your, you said your grad year, did you go right into like helping with the baseball team, it was like a gap year where maybe you decided to do something else or was it just kind of right into coaching or and did you even know that coaching was what you wanted to do kind of through the process of it all? Yeah, I rolled right into the coaching, you know, 2015, spring of 2015 was my last year playing. And then, you know, I rolled right into it, started, you know, helping recruiting that summer. Um, you know, I was still part time then. So I was just an assistant. Um, and I kind of, I think, think, all right, you know, you know, I definitely really want to keep this going, um, helping out at St. Joe's because, you know, 
to me personally, I feel like, you know, playing is the best thing you can do. You know, that's the most fun you'll have. Um, but the second best thing is coaching, you know, mm -hmm. and growing up, you know, everybody thinks, you know, they're going to, you know, play whatever sport it is at the highest level, you know, whether it's, you know, playing the NBA or major league baseball or the NFL, but, you know, at some point you realize, you know, your athletic career is going to come to an end and, um, you know, coaching thing is something that, you know, it just seemed like uh, that's kind of the next step, you know, enjoyed it a ton because you still get to compete and mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I'm continually, you know, learning new things about it. So, yeah. Do you, do you have a specific kind of area that you work with or is it more just like an, a broader area? Like, are you just focused on like hitting or are you more of an infielding coach, a pitching coach? My first year I worked with the infielders. Yep. Um, it was either my first year or my first two years. Um, I think it was just the first one, but then, then I've been the pitching coach um, since then. So I work primarily with the pitchers. Um, you know, that's something that I really – I got more and more into that as my baseball career went along. Um, I kind of learned more about the mechanics of it and how to stay healthy and the preparation of, you know, being a top pitcher. So I've, I've tried to roll a lot of that stuff into the way I handle the pitching staff. Um, and, you know, I really kind of enjoy the uh, pitcher versus batter, you know, in-game competition. Right. Um, that, that's kind of the cool thing about baseball is obviously there's the game as the whole, but, every at bat it's kind of a little competition right there between two guys um and right. i really enjoy that so do you have a most memorable moment playing and then also i guess like another one would be most memorable coaching are they the same it's definitely uh my first year here at st joe's um you know we went 39 and 7 but there's a couple that year one was um we I actually pitched in the GNAC championship game and I, I didn't do very well. Um, I ended up giving up like, I think it was four or five runs in five innings and I got taken out of the game and I pitched really well that game uh, that year. I think I went seven and oh, but in the GNAC championship, I got taken out and we were down. Well, it must've been five, one, five, two. And I think we scored four runs in the last inning. Um, and walked off against Suffolk, won the GNR game. You know, didn't do well. That was just awesome because we had a great group of seniors and we'd done so well that year that it would have been really, really disappointing if we didn't, you know, win the championship. Um, so that was awesome. Um, and then I ended up pitching in the regional that year. Um, so we won the game I pitched. I threw a complete game. So that was, that was pretty cool because that's mm -hmm. a pretty high level of baseball in New right. England. Yeah, definitely. So that was great. And then coaching was the 2019 season. Um, same thing. We, uh, we were going into the GNAC championship game and it's double elimination. So that you basically have to lose twice on championship day. Um, or if you win the first game, you know, you're the yeah. GNAC champ. And um, we got smoked the first game. Uh, boy johnson wales i think they scored 15 runs against us or something yeah, it, was it, was, it was a ton i remember watching i was like jesus it's insane. yeah we we got smacked around pretty good but luckily we were undefeated going into that game so we had another chance um so we came back the next game and same thing we were down a couple runs 
in the ninth inning and we tied the game in the ninth inning. And then uh, Greg Emanuelson hit a um, walk-off double. That was really cool. Cause again, we had a great group of seniors. Um, I had great relationships with those guys because that was actually the first class that I had coached. Those guys were freshmen my first year. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool to see the development of those, those guys. That was the, you know, Joey Murphy, Jared Gagne, Greg Emanuelson group. Um, yeah. Noah McDaniel, um, Anthony DiPrizio, those guys. It was, it was really cool. Cause you know, I was a young coach and when a lot of freshmen come in, you know, they're, they're freshmen, they're a little immature, but those guys really <laughs> matured through four years. Yeah. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed that form because we, we hadn't, one in several years so that walk-off was was pretty awesome yeah it was sad. I, think, I think Corey showed me that video the other day and you see coach Sambo run down the sideline as he's waving I think, it, I think it's Kevin around and everybody's oh, yeah. going crazy and yeah it's just just a wild finish yeah that was that was awesome and you know you'll hear people say oh, I knew we were gonna win the whole time I mean I didn't think we were gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I was like this yeah. is over but once we tied it in the ninth I I felt pretty good that we were going to win because the momentum had really turned. Right. Um, but that's super exciting. It was just right. so much fun. Yeah. No, nothing beats a walk-off, especially when it's done the championship on the line. And yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think there's um, maybe a player that you played, that you played with, or even that you coached that you think was not just like a great baseball player, but just like a great person, like top, like just, was just the person that you want maybe your kids to idolize or even like other teammates or players to kind of look up to. And yeah, I'll give you um, a couple of the best players I played with. Um, probably Chad Rafferty was the best pitcher. Um, he's, he's got our, uh, the record for wins at St. Joe's. Uh, Nick Whitaker was another really good pitcher. I think he's the ERA leader. Um, he was just really tough to hit. Uh, he's a big, strong kid. I took his weight as I roomed with him. Um, he really developed each year. He got better and better. He was, he was a great pitcher hitting wise. Um, you know, I played with Nick Lops and Joe Coyne and they were probably two of the, you know, better hitters in New England. And they, you know, I played uh, four years with those guys. They were great. Um, and then my first year, we had a great group of seniors. Um, and those were the best guys I've ever played with just because the group of seniors that year, they didn't all play a ton. And it was John Doms and Dan Brown. And um, they were captains that year. Um, but it was interesting. You know, I transferred in that year and we both played third base. Um, and, you know, we're, we're still great friends today. And neither of them have had bad attitudes about not getting a ton of time. And what was cool is Dan Brown, I kind of took his position at the beginning of the year and I played most of the games at third. Um, but, you know, he just worked hard, didn't say boo about it. Um, and really by the end of the year, he had actually kind of won that third base job back, you know, as a senior. And I still, uh, I pitched a lot. So Anytime I pitched, he played third. Um, so, which was, it was a really cool thing. And, you know, we played the same position, but he was great about it. And, you know, we're real close friends today. So those two guys are just awesome. Mm -hmm. um, great captains, great leaders. So. 
Yeah. Very cool. Um, I guess the next one would be, uh, what about like, you have a coach, you have a preferred coaching style. Are you more like a go with the flow kind of guy or are you more like a, like a, like a, like a kind of almost like a friend coach. Or are you more of like a, I'm the coach kind of thing and you're the players. Like how does that uh, mentality or I guess atmosphere work like with you? Yeah. Um, as far as my coaching style for the pitchers goes, I don't, I don't like to over coach guys as coaching, you know, advice and you know work on their mechanics and their mindset stuff but I I try not to give them too much information to think about because I think that's one thing that young athletes do now is they can overanalyze you know everything and and it's it's really doesn't help them you can give guys a, a ton of stuff to think about and at the end of the day you know are they really listening? And even if they are listening, you know, how much are they absorbing and going to carry on to the next practice? So, you know, when you're coaching, you have to give guys one or two things that they can really focus in on and work on without it you know, getting in their head and screwing up their confidence. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned from my dad is that the coach's number one job is to build up a kid's confidence. So right. if you can do that, you know, you're doing your job. Um, mm -hmm. And then style of coaching, you know, I'm pretty laid back. Um, you know, I don't always like to get on guys and like be the, you know, loud verbal coach, but you know, I'm close with the guys. I'm still young. So I like to have a good relationship with them, but you know, my biggest thing is just, are you showing up every day and working hard? You know, I don't need guys to be super, super, you know, serious. If you're going to be joking around and not working hard and not doing the stuff you're supposed to be doing, you know, that bothers me. I might, I'll get on the guys for that, but you know, we have plenty of guys who, you know, have sarcastic senses of humor, you know, like to have a good time. But if they're working hard, you know, there's no issues with that. And then when the game starts, are they serious about it? You know, that's, that's, you know, yeah. all I ask of them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, growing up, did you have anybody that you, I guess, looked up to, whether it was a baseball star or just any star in general, mentors, didn't have to be an athlete, uh, anybody that you kind of like wanted to idolize or be like? Yeah, it wasn't really professional athletes for me. I won St. Joe's baseball so much. Um, you know, ever since I was 10, I, I was coming over to practice, you know, after school, I was coming to the games. Um, right. I used to take pregame infield outfield uh, before the game started, you know, ever since I was probably, probably 11 or 12 was the first year I did that, like was on the field before the game. Um, so obviously my dad's been a huge influence. Um, but a lot of those St. Joe's players who, you know, were around when I was, you know, young, there was guys like Steve Osborne, who was a 2001 graduate was a great player. Um, you know, he was, he was 10 when he was a senior and he did really, really well. And I kind of like idolized him, mm -hmm. you know, he was a big home run hitter. Yeah. There was uh, a lot of the short stops. I grew up watching at St. Joe's were, you know, guys I loved because I, I used to be a shortstop. So I would go out and take ground balls with them at practice, you mm -hmm. know, when I take part in the St. Joe's practice. So guys like uh, JP Lambert who played some third base too. I really liked him. I still know him real well. Um, 
Brian Schools, Luke Enman, those guys I just thought were awesome because they were around when I was in middle school and high school. Part of the team, even though, you know, I was like 14 to <laughs> right. years old. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. I really liked those guys. And, um, you know, looking back now, I'm like, you know, I must have been really annoying. Like these are <laughs> 20, 22 year old guys going to a college practice and they had to deal with a you know, 12, 13, 14 year old at a college practice. They, right. they you know, have to throw me batting <laughs> practice and stuff. They were probably like, what is this kid doing? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. But they were of those guys. I still, you know, see them at alumni games and I'll talk to them once in a while. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, are there, was there anything that you'd say to, I guess, maybe, uh, let's say high school, like baseball players that are listening that maybe they got that, division one offer kind of like you did, or maybe they're thinking about playing division three because they may not play at the division one level. Is there anything you could kind of like, I guess, advice you'd give to them about making that kind of decision? Cause that is such a big decision for athletes. Yeah. It's, it's a really difficult thing to navigate because when you're in that position as a kid, you want to play at the highest level. So um, I have no issue with a kid who gets a scholarship who you know, accepts that scholarship and goes to play D1 because, like, who wouldn't want to do that? Um, but I do think kids should, when they go there, at some point it becomes about the experience. And if you're going to go there and you're going to play a lot, awesome. Like, do that. Like, it's the highest level. That's – I would advise you doing that. But if you're going there and you're just not going to play much and you just kind of want to do it for the social reason of saying, you know, I played Division One athletics you know that's personally not something that that's kind of not how I operate you know like when I went to St. John's I was like okay I'm not enjoying this that much I'm not playing a ton but but at some point you got to realize okay I'm probably not going to play in the big leagues right. um, and if I'm not going to play a lot here you know I want to go somewhere where I'm comfortable and I know experience um, so that's the main reason I transferred but the other thing that kind of can be frustrating for me, especially, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting kids to try and come to a division three school. So I'll see a kid who I'm like, Oh, I think he'd be a good division three player. And he goes to a division one school without a scholarship. He's just going to walk on that kind of gets under my skin sometimes. <laughs> Cause I'm like, man, like, I think that kid could be good at division three, but I don't think he would walk into our program and just start right away. You know, it's not like he would dominate our level. Um, so that does happen, but mm -hmm. Hey, if a, if a kid gets offered D one, I mean, how are you going to tell him not to No, exactly. That everyone, that's everyone's dream. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and we're lucky enough too. are we playing such a competitive region to New England's a crazy competitive baseball region. I know I have friends that they play at Brandeis and Roger Williams. And I mean, that's, there's the action they're getting is insane. I mean, St. Joe's, we play crazy good teams and we, we succeed. So it's almost like, playing time but yeah if you get the scholarship go for it but you know, it's that whole balance you kind of have to do as a kid right there I mean there's a lot of good teams in in all uh sports in New England and just in college in general I think a lot of people think that it's you know oh it's just division three like you know I want to go play d2 or d1 like you have to be very good at three athletics and you have to be very committed to do it for four years I mean I look back at all the great athletes that I played high school sports with, because I played soccer and basketball as well. And 
you know, there's a lot of good athletes in middle school and then it slowly dwindles a little bit in high school. There's a little less, you know, some of those kids who were great athletes are just playing rec basketball in high school and they should have been playing on the school team. And then there was very few kids who played college sports who ended up doing that. And then at the end of that, there's even less who play four years of it. So Mm -hmm. like, it's no joke. It takes a lot of, you know, dedication and, you know, you got to be good too. So it's no walk in the park. No, not at all. Um, I I guess the final question I'll have for you is uh, how do you think think the team looks this year? And I guess what are the expectations going forward, assuming that we'll uh, have conference championships and things like that? I think, I think we're going to have a good team. Um, You know, it stunk, you know, losing last season, but you know, this season, I think, I think our offense will be better than it was last year or would have been with a, um, with a full season. Um, you know, we have a good group of sophomore hitters. Um, and then we got some, we got some good freshmen too, but our, our senior hitters are real good. And we have the junior pitchers. Um, there's, I think there's what, four or five junior pitchers who are going to see a lot of innings and it's very deep pitching staff. So um, a lot of our teams over the years have, you know, had good depth pitching wise. And I think this could be one of the, you know, better groups. So, you know, if we're lucky enough to get those games, I I feel pretty confident. I think uh, the team gets along real well. Um, There's a lot of depth, you know, we were talking lineups the other day and, you know, it's going to be tough to make the lineup out because there's several positions where it's like, man, like, let's play this kid there. But, oh, OK, if we got those two guys in the lineup, we're leaving out this kid. So how are we going to, you know, it's it's one of those things where it'll work itself out. But it can be difficult to make the lineup out sometimes. But that's a good problem to have, you know. Right. No, exactly. Yeah, you'd rather have that than be struggling to figure out who's going to play where and things like that. You'd rather have yeah. too many, too many good uh, fits than yeah. not enough. Yeah, there's. No such thing as too many good players. So that's, yeah. that's a little look at it. Definitely. Awesome. Well, I thank you for coming on. I mean, that was gay well inside of St. Joe's and kind of your background. So definitely appreciate it. Um, so thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.